I was going to tell you about my permanent eyebrow. Um, Your eyebrow, motorcycle gang. There's so much going on here. What is happening? Let me get my cup of coffee and some popcorn. And I'm highly uncomfortable. I have COVID. I don't know how long I can hang in on this episode. So continue, but oh, okay, you have a special strain of COVID it, at like, least. Let's get so to that's the good. point. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. talk too much, Jen. There's okay. some good news to go over. Yeah. So update, uh, Andrew and I, we climbed to the top of the motorcycle um, gang ladder. Oh, again, you, you you're lost Andrew. a bunch of people already. Yeah. Your husband, Andrew. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. And Julie on our team who just released her book, her husband's is Kevin. So it's really confusing. Okay. Let me, let me clarify. My (laughs) husband, Andrew and I, Mr. Barkin. Yes. Mr. Barkin climbed to the top of the motorcycle club rankings. That was Um, quick. Did you have to whack someone to get, to make that happen? How do you get to the top? I can't. Well, I guess I could discuss it now now that I'm no longer in the. You're informants for the FBI. I'm pretty sure. Um, we both ended up, you know, becoming presidents of our respective clubs. Sounds like you said yes and, to everything. Uh, no, like we were, we it was a whole election. We were voted in. It was like the, it was a whole There's thing. No fraud. Um, okay, you know, but both being super competitive, you know, once you reach the top, it's like, all right, you know, what's next? And, you know, we, it was just becoming, it was just becoming a lot. And there was, Contrary to what a lot of people might think, there was some drama and there's some stuff that, you know, we just <laughs> of really, course there's drama. Kinda, yeah, of course we were just is. like, you know, we'd rather go like play golf and uh, do a bowling league on Wednesday night. So that's what we have decided to do. So we have left. I support that. We did not get, um, what's it called? Uh, you know, we weren't kicked out. We weren't, we weren't. Um, stomach punched. Clearly not. You're stomach alive. Stomach punched. <laughs> yeah. Center punched. Center punched is Center is punched. you know if you leave, if you're put out bad, that's what it's called. Mm, so we were not put out bad. We we gracefully left, <laughs> and um, yeah, we're just having a good time now. I don't yeah, have to I worry agree. about it. Cut cut any. Not saying it was the negative thing, but yeah. I'm all for like if that's not bringing you anything positive. It wasn't bringing that. too much joy, right? Yeah. It was becoming Even more. People. That sounds really yeah. rude, but like, yeah, it was definitely. If you don't have time. You don't have time. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm doing a golf league. That I'm might sound that sounds league. more frustrating to me. Golfing. Well, you know, I, I definitely have to talk to myself. Like, you know, this is just practice. Although I am on a team, and we do have a leaderboard, and okay. you know, I'm challenging myself to get better every so week. Prediction in 2024 is. That might be gone. <laughs> golfing is just frustrating. Hey, it's a hard sport. The, it's it's is hard. The, is the international show in Vegas again next year? I think it is. It is in mm-hmm. Vegas. Yeah. All right. Well, um, whatever day is the lightest, we'll just go on the the wind course. Yeah. Let's do we'll it. Have, uh, Let's just do three holes. That's plenty. <laughs> no, you got to do at least nine. At least well, nine. We can do nine. We could do. Kevin, nine. are you good? Do you golf? Of course. I, I do. I I I used to be good ish. Okay. I mean, if you get under a hundred and you don't play very often, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. A yeah. hundred yeah. for the first for the first nine. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> that I, might be me. Yeah, my old my old boss was really big on golfing, and my rule was, uh, I, I you know, golf is both expensive and time consuming. So when you're in your early thirties and you have four kids, it's like I, I'm only golfing when I can do it right. for work during work right. hours. Um, so now that no one that I work with basically 
is like, hey, Kevin, let's go golfing. I don't golf. I, I do top golf now. Top golf sounds better. I love top golf. Yeah. yeah. I just never got into golfing, but it might have been that. Like, I've, I just very quickly realized to be good at this, I need X amount of swings per week at like each, you know, mm-hmm. each whatever, you know, okay. driving, putting, mid range, whatever the heck the thing is, short game, middle Kevin, game. I'm going to hold no you idea. to this. We're, we're doing golf. Yeah. No, we should get, we're doing uh, we'll golf. get, like, yes. I, I don't know what, eight, um, I'll go golf. I don't know, six, eight foursomes, fine, and we'll we'll do Let's like do a it. little thing. Yeah. Thursday. Um, what well, the season speaking schedule? But yeah, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. Whenever. Yeah. There you go. As long as it doesn't. Snow. It's a it's what a it's snow. a nice little course there. They have. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I've nice seen little... it from like the window. You know, a bunch of nice. floors up. Like, oh, it looks nice yeah. out there. It'll do. It'll do. It'll, It'll do. do. It will do. Man. All right. What a life. We have to. We were talking about new home stuff now yeah, i want to i want to talk a little bit about nepal but that's what that's what story time is for i guess all right let's go welcome to market proof marketing the podcast from the industry leaders at do you convert where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe we're not here to sell you we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Welcome to episode 296. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today is Andrew Peak and Jen Barkin. <laughs> Jen finally stopped uh, standing us up. It's been, what, three months since you've been no, here? No, sir. I was getting um, hate mail, like, what's going no, on? Sir. Where's Jen? It hasn't been that long ago. Uh, Two months. I think it's there's Jesse been at least... Yeah, someone fact check. Jen has not been around. I think I was She's traveling. Been, you've been busy opting and, yeah. you know, traveling and speaking. and. Yeah, I think I was visiting a client. Yeah, we don't have those. So that's a path. Builder you're partners. You're I was working. Bu- <laughs> I was visiting a partner. You're working. Yes. Oh, I love it. All right. Story time. Let's go. And uh, Jen. Oh, I get to go off. first. Yes. Oh, I love this story time because so my son, Sam, you guys, I I've talked about this him before. Today. Yes. So he came to me in the, in the spring actually, and was like, I think I'm interested in real estate. So really he was like, yeah, you know, I, I really am interested in this. And I said, okay, like, like yeah, easy money industry. I, everyone. Well, he's like, you know, it's the only thing like, that's real. Yeah. He's like, you know, I said like selling, like, like what are you know million dollar listing guy like what's what part of it is interesting? on netflix like, yeah yeah he's like i don't know just all of it and i said okay so a couple months went by he came home from college and he was like came to me again and said you know i am really interested and i said okay well let's see if there's any builders in our area that are doing any sort of summer internship i don't know let's just check and see called some friends, said, Hey, what's going on? And they said, yeah. And so I said, okay, Sam, I'm, I'm stepping out. This is all on you. I'm making the introduction. Now don't um, embarrass me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And I even said that to our partner, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, this, this is, this is on you and him. And he figured out anyway, fast forward, he's been doing this now for a couple months. He loves it. He comes home and is like talking about it. He's like, 
man, this is awesome. Like I could totally do this. He's like memorized the stuff on the website. He's memorized the plans. He's talking about pricing. He's like, you know, Hey, these, this one couple came in, they were just lovely. And, you know, they wanted this (laughs) home and I, I got them to, you know, get the larger home because why not go for the larger home? And he's like talking all this stuff. And I'm just like, man, that is so refreshing. I mean, he is like, he, he came in my office the other day and sat down and was like, let's talk about lasso CRM. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, like, oh oh, God, what did I create? I'm what like, happened here? I'm like, okay, tell me. And then he's like, you know, let's talk about the online sales appointments. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's just, it just reminded me, um, you know, one, like, I'll take any day, I'll take somebody who is inexperienced, but is passionate, is excited, is hungry to learn. You know, that energy is, I mean, that's, that's just, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And so, you know, they're paying them whatever this internship pay is, right? It was nothing, but he is just, he's just so excited. He's just there to learn. And, you know, as we, I was thinking about this because we're, doing we're helping a lot of our partners hire right now and the question is always like do i look for this experienced person that's you know out there that's been in real estate or and i'm like no like you you don't need that we can teach them how to be an online sales specialist you can teach them how to be a salesperson you can teach them all those things but you can't teach that you know that excitement and hunger and drive and you know that you have when you're brand new So, you know, I've always, you know, Kevin, you and I've talked about this. I've always been a big advocate of, Hey, look at college, you know, college intern, you know, get a college intern, right? Train them up, mold them, you know, get them in and teach them and bring them up. You don't have to be like the nice, um, internship company. Like you, you can, you can pay them and you can, (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, you don't, you don't, there there are. I, uh, sorry, I didn't, didn't come out right. Again, I, I do have COVID folks, so bear with me. I'm also way more excited to be here than my voice sounds. Um, but there are folks who craft internships and like my my niece has been in some where you hear what she's done and she didn't really do anything. Like they almost crafted like an internship experience, like if Disney made yeah. an internship and you're like, okay, but there is no skill learned or like, work done it was just like yay us we have an intern yay intern they like our company cute you don't you don't have to have that pressure again i always go back to one internship i i had for the summer all i my job was to scan in slides of pictures that have been taken all over the world and categorize them that's all i did that's and and technology back then sucked so badly that you'd hit the button and it would scan in five slides at a time and it took almost an hour. And so I would hit the button once an hour and then read a John Grisham book and then plug in, you know, everything that was in, in each picture so they could have a searchable archive of all these images. Mm-hmm. It was not like right. that, that experience isn't going on TikTok or Instagram reels, mm-hmm. but it's, not, it's a job that needed to be done. So right. I just, right. I think a lot of people don't, create an internship position. Cause they're like, I don't think I have something cool enough for them to work on or a, mm-hmm. some special big project. Just tell them to go 
sweep out the houses under construction if you want to. Right. Like, right. I had the right. my internship was opposite. Um, it was for the American Red Cross in Tallahassee, where I went to school, and they were setting up their I forgot their command center for when hurricanes came. They had this massive grant from something. It's like a hundred something computers, and I worked alongside the guy who actually knew what he was doing. I didn't know. So we set up a hundred stations. We like, I don't know what the word is, but deployed each desktop from like a server, like all this cool stuff. And then it, it, it taught me, I hated that type of job. So I was like, this is done with cool. It looks right. good on a resume, but I'm like, oh my right. goodness, this is, but it's, yeah, yeah it's a good I'm way good. for you to figure out what, what you like and what you don't like. Right. Sam had sales experience before though. Didn't he work at Foot Locker? I think. Oh, Foot Locker, man. Did he lean on that? I'm curious if he leaned on that and during his, cause it's really of like, of course he did sales to sales. You're just selling something different. Yes. He, oh, he but you should sell the coolest thing possible, which is a house. Like, I think that's probably yeah. like you can, you can geek out about details of a shoe, I'm sure. But Income I mean, the average individual you're trying to sell to probably only wants to hear about three of the 72 things you think are cool. Yeah. Whereas if like, if he likes differential demonstration and, and like the, like if he likes sales, I don't know. Like, why would you not want to sell a house? It would be better. He's, he told me that are drugs. He told me last drugs. week that <laughs> you don't have to well, sell <laughs> drugs, just <laughs> pharmaceutical drugs. He told me drugs. last week that this feels very natural to him and he's cool. He's just That's super great. excited. So yeah, I mean, I'm really happy for him. That's great. Mm -hmm. Andrew. Yeah. Mine's a quick one. Um, so summer's almost over actually when you listen to this. Yeah. Be around the first day of school for our kiddos. We have a middle schooler this year. What in the world? Like, it oh makes boy. me feel like. Hold on to your. Where I'm like, oh, I'm so old now. I got like, you'll see me at the summit. Like, you'll be like, man, what's this gray stuff coming into Andrew's beard? Look at like, what happened to Mike. Love. Yeah. Looking like mini Mike over there. I'll be looking like. Has he been dying his hair for a long time then, or what? What's that about? No. Like, my mom suddenly stopped dying teenagers, her hair. One day. Teenagers. Yeah. And then it just all goes gray. Okay. So just. Crazy. There's just so, one Thanksgiving I remember my my mom just stopped dyeing her hair and she went from like I didn't know she was dyeing her hair and then all of a sudden you were like, like what? It's like wow, be, mom. My mom's not listening. That would be her. My mother. Did you point it out? Like mom, what's with your hair? Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm her son, so I can say whatever you I can, want, right? I was just yes. like, mom. Oh my gosh. I, it wasn't happened? a bad look. It was just shocking. It was like, mom, what happened? And she's like, so silvery, mom. That was me during COVID. Um, are you gonna do something? <laughs> What's happening here? Here's the employee handbook. No, it, I mean, it, it looks hat. distinguished. I've I've always wondered why people dye their hair like that. But I mean, I yeah. Oh man, Keep going. The, Keep going. I don't think I could go through the growing out stage. That would be. Oh. Okay, anytime we start talking about anything related to fashion, I become highly uncomfortable. So let's move on. So, okay, let's let's you. so back <laughs> to this. Schedule. So kids start school next week. <laughs> So summer's been, you know, summer is is a blessing. Get to see the kids fame more often, but it's also like, oh my goodness, can you working from home? Like, can you like be consistent with your your schedule? Me talking to the kids, because like, hey, it's, it's breakfast time. Can you help me out? I'm like, kiddos, it's one thirty. Like, what are you talking about? Like, my day's almost over. It's happening done. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna adjust my schedule. So this week I've flopped around my schedule. Usually I get up in the morning. There's a point to the story, and like I go straight to the gym since my birthday or april so i'm like i'm just not feeling that like getting up and going there and like oh my goodness like not fun but i do like just wake up at that time naturally like without alarm like 4 35 i'm just i'm awake so this week i'm like i'm gonna try just working for a couple hours until like what would be seven or so when i would have to next week get the kids ready but it's been nice 
oh my, I forget how nice those times are where like no one can talk to me, even though I can at times ignore or like delay a response in email or Slack if it's not an emergency or if it's something that isn't bottlenecking someone else. I'm like, okay, I could get to that at like 4.30 or 4.45. Like but there's slacks nothing. from Jen. Slacks from Jen when she's like, asking weird questions, weird how to hack questions. HubSpot and all this stuff like that. Like, how do we get around two-factor? <laughs> I could, I'm like, oh, I'll get that. Get that later. But it's been, so I'm kind of like gaining two hours of work time, which is amazing. And then, you know, kids leave earlier because my oldest is in middle school. So they're out of the house by 7.40. I'm like, this is great. So I have like 40 minutes to get them ready. So I'm like, I'm gaining almost like two and a half hours of time with this new schedule that I have. It's nice. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, so I don't, I'm, again, working from home or where I think there's a couple of things workforce. there, like, Andrew. One is like, and it can be more productive. Shifting your schedule, even if it's the same amount of time, in this case, you're gaining some time, I'm but even if it's time. the same amount of time, a shift is helpful in lots of ways. It just gets you out of a rut. Uh, oh, for sure. You know, can, can potentially change or create the opportunity for change of many things just by making that change in any schedule. The second thing I love uh, is the chaos that it creates for everyone else in your life trying to figure out what your new schedule is. It's like a fun little extra game yeah. within the game. Like mm -hmm. my old, when I was actually working for real companies, um, oh. that's a joke. It's a joke. We always, because they're like, we're always like, I guess we're a real company now. Um, I would always tell different people different days that I was getting back from vacation. Like my boss knew the real day, but I would always tell like three different dates. So no one really knew when I was coming back. And it was just awesome because you're back for like a full 24 hours before the whole company would realize you're back and you could catch up. But just changing your schedule means that other people have to become aware that your schedule has changed. And that gives you, it's, it's the same advantage that people who live on the West Coast have. Right, like yeah. They send us who live on the East Coast things to do, and we're always behind. Like they they leave the office and they're like at five o'clock their time. They're like, there you go, and yeah. we wake and up and we've got this thing to ours. do. And you know, yeah. so it's it's kind of just there is an advantage to getting up earlier, simply because you are always ahead. Agreed. And what I needed it for is like one, not, not, not a rut, but just as far as like when you work from home, I see the same, there's my window. There's the, like, if I don't leave the house like that, so two days that like it's, I feel like I'm going crazy. So you need a change of environment. So this changes that up for me. I'm like, Oh, it's dark outside. Cool. This feels, this feels different enough for me. And now I could shift like, all right, here's these must do's are in the morning now versus later prior to this. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll get to that. Next thing you know, it's four o'clock. I have to do these other things that are you know, build mm -hmm. or partner work has to get done. So this is like, okay, cool. Those things will have to get done anyways. Like I'm not stopping my day until they're done, but here's this other set of things that really have to be done, but can kind of be kicked down. Does this you mean you're going to become no longer a night person or wait reverse? Cause I remember I'm still a morning he's person. He's never been a night person. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I just remember no, just like, like adjusting my morning until I your talk phrase, to people. Yeah. Well, you're the, one of the first people I ever worked with who said something like, like, I just go to bed when I go to bed. Like, I can't stay up and keep working. Yeah, I can't. But I'll, I'll wake up as early as I need to, and it's no big deal. Right. To get something done. I'll like, get up at three the opposite to do a me. project. Whereas I'm like, I'll work till like 1 Yeah, I'll just not sleep. Yeah, yeah. Because um, in my mind, like, all right, it needs to be done at, let's say there's something crazy as far as schedule. Like, either stay up late until 1 to do it, 
and it's due the next day at 8 a.m. Or just get up at 3 and you have from 3 to 8. Like, it's kind of the same thing. What's your natural wake-up time, Kevin? Uh, natural is probably a 6.45. Like if, okay. If I See, just, yeah. So, like, weekend, like, if you don't have to get up, you're still waking up and getting up at yeah, 6.45? Yeah, I'm still waking up around then. And then I usually unsuccessfully try to tell myself to go back to sleep on the weekend. But, yeah. yeah, but you don't. We, uh, we were on our vacation like a couple weeks ago. We had a couple crazy nights. We were out till like two or three in the morning because like, why not? Even then I'd wake up at like 7.30. How did you do that? Well, of course, then I like took a nap later. Today, but I'm like, I'm awake. Like what in the world? <laughs> like, let's get some breakfast. Let's go. That's yeah. crazy. Mm. Kevin, what do you got? My story time. I'd, so I went to Nepal last week and it's a nine hour and 45 minute time change. You can wow. you have to look up on Wikipedia why it's a 45 minutes and not a full hour. Something about the the meridian of every country determines which time zone is supposed to be in. The meridian is the exact center of the country. And then that put too many of the population in a, like you don't want to have two time zones in a country as small as Nepal. Anyway, um, so the exact other half of the world. And yeah. what I really wanted to talk about today is just the absolute fun it is as a curious individual who loves uh, how human psychology works to be dropped in a new culture that you have no exposure to a language you have no hope of understanding like when we when we go to guatemala and i don't speak spanish great but you know i know how to say good morning i know how to say where's the bathroom like 50 common phrases and i can understand what people are yeah Yeah. you're like your mouth moves in like similar motions yeah (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm going to, I want to like in Nepali, I want to learn how to say like, hi, how are you doing? And it's like, I'm like, I can't, I give up. I can't. I just tried to use Google translate. We had translators with Sounds us, close. but um, like people watching is always a fun thing. People watching in a culture you have no connection to at all is wild. And it, and it like just, sensory overload it was so much fun to try to orient yourself to that and i think it was just a really good exercise of what marketers should always be doing in relationship to our customers of you can't just make assumptions you can't not be curious not be interested you can't ever think you know but in this case it was all like whether you wanted to pretend that you were comfortable and understood you didn't you were you were starting out at zero but i was with a couple other folks um all week and they never they never caught like they were there for a whole week and they're still like what did he say like our translator who's speaking english they're still just like what yeah i can't understand what he's saying or what is happening and i found myself i think just because that natural curiosity and body language and and context of for whatever reason, by like Wednesday, I'm like, I know what's going on. I don't, I don't really know what's going on, but like, like this one, this you one were lady. You comfortable with the uncomfortable, like you were, you started to get like, okay with the. Well, you're just, you're re- It's. I think it's also just learning, which is my favorite thing in the world yeah. to do is to learn. So I'm, I'm, I'm just constantly absorbing and, and trying to translate that. And how does it all, how do all the pieces fit together? Yeah. And so this one example is um, we were in a remote village and this woman, uh, there, there's a gentleman there who, <laughs> this wasn't what we did all the time, but 
find out that the guy is depressed and the wife and the, all the families there and the wife just starts going off like like my wife would which helped uh so so she just yeah talk 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 and she's making hand motions and i'm like she's really mad at her husband because she wants to talk and be expressive and he holds everything in and she doesn't understand why he can't just talk and be like and connect with her Mm -hmm. i understood nothing of what she was saying but i was like i i recognize that and so one of the things i told people is going to nepal taught me to look at someone's eyes because eyes are the same everywhere Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other thing. Anyway, anyway, I don't even know what the context of all this is other than be insanely curious. curious yeah. and attentive. I think that's the other thing, like in art school, uh, when I would take studio classes, the first thing they teach you to do in drawing class is you're connecting your eye with your hand. Most people don't look to see the actual thing. We're abstracting. We're like, oh, that's a bird. And you don't actually look at all the intricate details of the bird. You're just like, this is a bird. My brain says that birds are shaped like this. So let's draw this thing. Like, no, just as your eye moves, move your hand. It's that same kind of connection that um, it's just especially refreshing when you do not, not get in a rut, but you start to over assume, or you think you've got something down and you stop paying attention. And that's when you miss the market Mm. shifts or the consumer shifts. Preach. And we have the advantage of what we do. It is an advantage. We don't try to hide it working with so many different companies in so many different places we're kind of always in this mode of like we're having to take what the builder is bringing to the call or what the data says and we're abstracted away from it because we don't live in iowa or california or wherever so we can pick up those same cues anyway it was just a really cool experience uh and made me made me realize that like we have to keep being curious and attentive all the time Oh my gosh. Like Excel. I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying because, you know, I take that and and I think about it for online sales and I talk to them all the time about like, how do you active listen? You have to be curious and ask questions. Like if you're doing all the talking, you're not learning anything about them. Like if you were there, you know, in Nepal, like you were observing, you were active listening you know you were not interrupting i didn't have them. a choice i couldn't talk so that's well, all i could right. do was but like was take it in right you know you know in, in online sales i tell them all the time like ask questions repeat back to people when they tell you something that helps you learn and connect with them more right don't interrupt um i love that and then and then the the really like final connection piece that was interesting is how they use TikTok there um, TikTok in Nepal is um, not a performance art or even a storytelling art the way it is here. It's so prevalent and used by everyone for everything that everyone would want selfies or group pictures with us because we look strange to them, right? And so they're like, hey, let's get a picture, let's get a picture. And someone would take a couple pictures and then someone would be holding up the phone like this, Jen, and they would they would just do this. And, and we're like, hi, like we're all cheese, cheese and pickles. Are you going to take the picture? They're just recording a TikTok with no sound, no nothing. It's just going to get posted as here is this group of people standing, which I mean, maybe that stuff gets made and it just doesn't hit the algorithm in, in the U S TikTok, but it was just like, interesting. 
yeah, it just it was it was different, and so um, hmm. yeah, it was a blast. I would always get out of your comfort zone. I loved your pictures. Push I yourself. mean, your pictures, you know, like just came to life. But you know, as I was looking at them, I just they're just awesome. Did you? Yeah, what equipment amazing. did you bring for pictures? What equipment? Yeah. Are we talking nerd talk? Okay, so just like okay. Oh no! All right, I gotta go now. <laughs> Open up this can of worms. I gotta go. Oh I gotta my goodness! Go. No, no, this is it because uh, we're we are an audio say, show primarily. Like, but I knew it had to be simple as far as the Insta Go Three. Okay. So it looks like a GoPro. It does here. Oh. And um, there we go. But the oh, cool thing is, the camera pops out, and so you can use the screen, still see what you're recording, but. I could inconspicuously, it comes with a magnetic chest uh, mount. So oh, like Iron Man. That is cool. So I could just record up to 45 minutes with it just stuck right here. No one even really looked at it. it it's completely no, inconspicuous. It doesn't look like a camera. And it's, and it's magnetic, so you can also just stick it on any metal object you find. So hmm. you're riding a tuk-tuk and you want to get a cool camera angle, you just boop, and it sucks on the side of the vehicle and you're driving down the Nepali highway at 40 kilometers an hour with bikes and you know it's just well, it's a what's blast. the most interesting thing you ate oh wow um so tolly is well it yeah Tali. yogurt they really love their yogurt um so they like okay. fermented yogurt with um Seems they like grow mangoes choice. there um okay. that was interesting mangoes um so they're like almost tropical weather but then there isn't. Was it hot? Nepal is where Everest is, right? It's like right yes. There. I so I'm going to add to my LinkedIn profile that you know you climbed Mount Everest. I climbed Mount Everest <laughs> because we were in the foothills of Mount Everest. I never saw it when I was on the ground. I did see it from the air. Um, that was really cool. But wow, even though I was right in front of it, it's so tall, and there's other tall mountains in front of it. You can't see it. Yeah. So I, I there was lots of cameras, lots of gear. Maybe that's a separate blog post. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. All right. On to the news. Uh, first up from sparktoro.com. This one's called an employee's guide to building a personal brand. And, I'm, and article, of course, is great. That's why we pick it. But I'm just going to skip down to the personal brand rules for employees. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, this, was, this was really interesting. <laughs> so if you're feeling stuck, consider these guardrails. Uh, everyone, please, like, the number of times that these guardrails have been avoided by people in this industry or just people generally that that we all know like please don't do that um i can i can name names i'm not naming names don't name names but be mindful of your role within your company you might not be the company spokesperson you're your own spokesperson don't say or do anything you wouldn't do at work give yourself topic guardrails this is that's interesting in that um Similar to what I think we mentioned before, Mark Davidson had to say, and will say at the summit is, you know, you can't have a brand unless you are restrictive. Like this concept of I'm going to be my full self. Your full self is too complex to be a brand. Yeah. Like that's why personal branding is tough in that um, if you if you decide you're going to talk a little bit about everything, fewer people will connect with that with your personal brand because you're just all over the place. And, and those who people who know you and just like you for you, that's fine. But giving yourself topic guardrails will improve your audience growth and, and your sanity. And then when in doubt, stick with what you know. 
Hmm. Agreed. I like it. Um, I wish I could add another one because um, someone on our team, I don't want to, oh, I'd want to say, I don't want to say the full story, but like, she's like, look at this garbage. And it was a salesperson posting. They made their own graphic using the brand's logo, the company's logo. Oh, no. And it was just terrible. It was just awful. The fonts were wrong. Like, but they put, it looked like the brand made it. And so then that should be another one down there. Like proper use of branding guidelines, which is of course nerdier, but like the, I mean, the person there, I think they're, they're not being incentivized, but they're being encouraged to like use their own social media to like get referrals and mm. sales and whatnot. But like, oh my goodness, like it'd be better if they just took an iPhone photo, honestly, without any branding. Cause then they throw the logo on there. It's like, oh, what is this garbage? Then it looks like the brand is like kind of messy. So that's an awkward yeah. one. That's really hey, a great article. It is good. I, There's I, so I, much. And it's written by an employee <laughs> at SparkToro. I believe right. 99% sure. So see, I'm like, this is even better. Yeah. Um, well, I really like, this is a good um, piece lifted uh, from the article. Don't, don't say um, I want to focus on my personal brand because that's cringy and icky just saying it out loud. Instead, try saying I want to create leverage for myself. I want to make it easier to network with other people. And I want my ideas to serve as a magnet for the people and opportunities I want to attract. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, People are naturally connectors, or uh, and and go proactively uh, networking. Or if you want to have a good network, you have to find reasons to draw people to you. Mm-hmm. And I like that uh, definition a lot better. Of agreed. You know, the, the algorithms do the work for you, and that's why the topics do really matter. What you decide you want to talk about. If you're going to talk about gardening one day and uh, sales the next unless gardening was an analogy for sales, it's confusing even to the algorithms to know who should see this content. And, and once all the gardeners start interacting with your content, you might get de-emphasized to people who are interested in sales related content. So that's another way to, I don't think it's covered in the article, but just also think that you're trying to make sure that the algorithms understand what your personal brand is as well in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That makes sense. Yeah, I think said in other ways. Stay hyper focused. Yeah. On mm-hmm. Your yeah. Yeah, I think that was um I forgot his his name on Instagram. He it's like here's how the algorithm works, and it's all what we assume. If people engage with your content, they'll see it more often. If they don't engage with your content, by engage it isn't just like or comment. If they're watching it and their screen time, they'll yeah. see right. your stories more often. If it's a story, so if you're all over the place, then yeah, the algorithm would be like. I don't know who to show this to now that 50 people that really liked it don't like you anymore. Maybe the next batch of people will, who knows? Yeah. Well, everyone it, famously, you know, you're not supposed to put, if, if you want better reach on LinkedIn, do not put the link in your post. Has to be a link in the comments. Why? Because like all social networks, LinkedIn doesn't want people leaving. They want people staying. Mm-hmm. And so this is again, some where, where, Friction should exist between sales and marketing when salespeople come up with bad ideas or have bad habits. You know, it, it, it's no different than when social media first came around. Everyone was like, well, you got to put our phone number and our hours on the post. Remember, like, I don't know if you remember that. Jen, like early Facebook's uh, like, yeah. how are people going to know what to do if you don't yes. give them your phone number, give them our hours and put the physical address of the location and say, come yeah. see us today. Right. No one wants to interact with yeah. that garbage content. 
again, we're having to, you have to negotiate with the algorithms and the algorithms have their own motives and, and their own um, things they're trying to achieve. They don't want people leaving. And so how weird does it feel to post a piece of content or a clip of a piece of content and not say, click here to go see the whole thing or click here to learn more? Every salesperson in the world would be like, these marketers don't know what they're doing. The marketers are like, if you want the biggest reach possible, we can't do that thing that you really want to do. You got to be patient. Yeah. Well, that's that's hard, Kevin. It is. Who, who it's hard for marketers too. Who, who in the organization is responsible for, um, like, if you see sales doing something that is against this personal branding <laughs> guidelines? <laughs> Uh, their online sales coach. That's who's that's who's in charge. Jen, just of having that Jen. conversation. Ask Jen. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's a that's a that's really uh, tough. I mean, who should be in charge of that? I'm serious, like, well, because it needs to be someone you can't say market. no to. In my opinion, like you cannot well, go against that person. Is it marketing leadership? Is it sales leadership? Listen to me. This is one of the rules. I mean, if you're working in big companies, then then this isn't a hard question because. Let's be honest. And most, the larger your company gets, people generally are more okay with being jerks to each other when necessary, right? You're just like, hey, yeah. you're you're doing this wrong. Stop it. I've CC'd forty other people on this email, right? That that's what you do in a big company. In a in a medium or small size company, uh, it shouldn't matter who the person is or the title, right? It's, and and I think the bigger thing is the technique of saying, what are you trying to accomplish? And that's 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 how you always get people to be great teammates is you don't say, stop doing that. I can't believe you used our logo inappropriately. You know, don't you understand? We have right. brand standards. Look at this. Um, the merits for you. You just say, what are you, what are you trying to do? How can we help? Yeah. Let like, me help you. I was going to say that's, that's how the, can we help you? Yeah. Agreed. Oh, you want people to engage with your content over time. Okay. Then we're no, not going to say, me. We're not going to say well, <laughs> today. I want them to call today. Okay. That, that's actually a great role play. So you want them to call you, Jen, right? Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. You want them to call you? Okay. Yeah. So no one wants to call someone they don't know and aren't sure yet if they even are interested in what you have to offer. And the little slice we're giving them doesn't have enough context. So what we have to do is go a couple steps before the call. What would be the thing that in the consumer's mind you think would happen before they choose to call you? What else would you like them to do? If they're not going to call you today, mm -hmm. what's the thing that would lead them to calling you that you'd like them to do? I'd like now, them to look at my website and get some information. There we go. So you're just, you're helping them understand that we can get to where you want to go. I just want to call we, me. We can't skip those steps. No, but that seems that, no, I, I say that, you know, I'm not trying to be, but, but this is, this is what happens, right? Is just put my number on there. Just, you know, I, I want to yeah. talk to them, you know, and, and. And yeah. honestly, I think a lot of this goes back on marketers not looking far enough into the future. Again, we all can time travel, just pull out a calendar and you can transport yourself into the end of next month. Right. You like, so if the salesperson is, is crying on the phone saying, I just want him to call me because they only have one sale in on a sales goal of three and they've only had four appointments the entire month. That's shame on shame on everyone, managers, marketers, mm -hmm. uh, operations folks, who's been monitoring the data, knowing this person has no chance in hell of hitting their sales goal. And why do we let them just, you know, fish 
uh, like, like look around like a, a lost, a lost fish in a fishbowl until the day before. And in a moment of panic say, I just need people to call me <laughs> buy a house today. All right, next up from Zillow's media room, Zillow and Redfin announce a partnership to help buyers and home builders connect. This is a, this is a, a big win, win, win all around for everyone, I think. So um, basically the, the content for new construction will come from Zillow's uh, content library. They're, they're, they'll be syndicating the content through to Redfin. And in particular, because Redfin's had new construction content on it for a while, it's going to be adding the community pages and some of the additional product features that Zillow has created for the new construction product over the last several years. So Redfin gets um, better content to display to all of Redfin's users that they don't have to worry about building and maintaining. That comes through through Zillow. Zillow gets additional exposure for new construction listings on Redfin, which um, short story short, when another uh, syndication site kind of seemingly imploded uh, a while ago. I'm going to get hate mail just for mentioning that, but you know, something happened out there in the world and uh, several builders that we work with just said, I, I choosing not to work with this syndication partner anymore, but they were feeding data to Redfin and they were, they were not concerned about kind of the core product. They were concerned about my homes won't show up on Redfin the way I want. So Redfin has always been surprising. It's a great website. It's a great user experience. Um, but even folks who aren't in typical Redfin markets really covet the Redfin audience. And so it's a, it's a win for Zillow, a win for Redfin, uh, and a win for marketers who, who use Zillow to, to promote those listings. So there's not, it's not very often where you, you see an announcement and you're like, kind of like who, who won, who lost in this announcement? I don't think anyone lost anything. Yeah. It's just yeah, a win. Saying no, no one losing in this. It's pretty cool. Um, next up from builderonline.com. Okay. New home. Do they not own buildermagazine.com? Is there a different URL? Am I the only one who wonders this? Come on, uh, builder. Um, but anyway, new home sales dip 2.5% in June. Sales slid slightly month over month, but are up 23.8% year over year, according to the census. So down new home sales volume down 2.5% June compared to May, but year over year up 23%. Uh, Isn't that according? interesting? If, if they were to say new home sales up 23.8%, you'd be like, what in the world's happening? As far as like the buyer perception yeah. on that versus dipping, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, the sky's falling. Prices will be super low soon. But if you say the opposite, people are like, oh my goodness, I better get some urgency. Like it's getting more expensive out there. Or whatever yeah. it may be, but well, yeah. even just like looking at story you want numbers, you know, like yeah. it's in line with that. Like our our builder partners, like I'm just looking at averages and what we saw, you know, an increase in appointment to sale in the in Q2. Um and looking at 2022 sales averages and 2023 sales averages, it's up. Yeah. And July for most people, you know, the first week with the holiday and lots of people traveling, uh, slower, but the man, the back half of July, whoo, it's cranking. Uh, the number of people who are just like, we hit, you know, half of yeah. our sales goal in the last four days of the month and really continuing into August and rates ticking higher are, are higher rates starting to become like a, 
a good thing for new construction. You could argue like they have been, but I, I wonder if it's even more so making it better because builders have these, I mean, there's more value. I feel like right? 5% as a bought down interest rate is kind of like, hmm, like I'm, I'm desensitized to it. I mean, the average consumer isn't. Seems, it seems average. Stuff up, but, I thought yeah. I saw someone with a 3.9 the other day. Yeah, 3.9, 4.875. Yeah, These are 30 year fixed also, mortgages. I heard, so I plus heard, 10K you know, in closing. We'll, like, we'll pay for your refinancing too. Mm hmm. So, like, so, you know, this is you, from Allie Wolf, the chief economist is on to both supply and demand are down for housing given higher interest rates. Today's housing market is all about finding the right buyer for the right home at the right price. And that's a challenge. Compared to the resale market, though, new home builders are doing a better job working with consumers and are gaining market share. We had yes. that, um, Kevin, the article you sent a few of us, um, mm -hmm. builders have to build builders build. That's what they do. And so they have to sell compared to resale. Yeah. It's, it's realtors, realtors gonna sell. No realtors will sell when they have the opportunity with a listing to sell, but you know, builders are making the market. I don't know if that makes any sense. What I just said, the realtors are there between the transaction, but no one's forcing a seller, a homeowner, me to list the home. But builders yeah. are like, we have to sell. We have a company. We have revenue to create, and so we'll make it work. And so that's where that's where I take. All right, the higher interest rates are pushing more people to builders. What's the? Inside, I mean, the home buyers that are out there have to move, and have to move. New new home builders are getting Value. those mm -hmm. getting those buyers because there's nothing else on the market. So. Right. Is it is it Kesha who sings the song that has the lyrics like "Don't stop"? That's oh. for sure, Kesha. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Very good, Kevin. Good job. Um, here's the only thing that makes me nervous, and it's our next article is um, from, also from Builder Online. Spec strategy drives record Q2 home closings and revenue for Meritage Homes. Listen, there's really only two options for builders right now. If you want to maintain velocity, the number of units that you are selling in a year, you are building more specs. And that strategy works until it doesn't. But I feel like the whole industry is singing this song of, of Cassius, please don't stop market. Because if you get caught yeah. and it will, whenever this happens, and it always does happen, it's going to be a double whammy because at the same time that all of these specs will need to be urgently sold by builders, the, the used market will return at that exact same moment. And I, someone, I don't have it for this, this show, but we'll try to get it for next week. Um, someone just did a survey that found that like one out of every four or five homeowners plans to sell their home they live in, in the next like three years. Hmm. So, you that know. makes total sense to me. Because but it's terrifying. I know, but as someone who lived through think, 08. I know, but I just think that maybe I'm misunderstanding what you're saying, but I just think that there was a lot of people who bought during the pandemic, yes. like as a you know, and, and didn't really buy what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Just bought something. Because yeah. of lack of supply. Like I yeah. need a home, like I don't yeah. even care. Right? Like I don't care. Or, okay. you know, there was just limited or whatever. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are like, I want to move now. Like, I don't, this isn't my forever home. I just needed yeah. something. I bought it. And I think it was um, a Zonda data report that I saw. Zonda owns Builder Magazine as well. Um, that showed that, I think it was Indianapolis market. And they showed the, the start um, data for 
um, spec speculative inventory in Indianapolis. And it had come way down from the peak in you know, January, February of this year, I think. And the question was like, are builders going to replace that? And the top 10 builders who are building inventory pedal the metal, like Meritage, Lennar has famously said, we're just going to keep building. DR Horton, of course, is going to keep building. And so they are going to gain market share as long as, as long as they have that strategy, because a lot of the smaller um, private builders are like, I mean, we'll keep doing some inventory, but we're not going to go as extreme as we have been because we're concerned about the fourth quarter or where things might go. Mm -hmm. So don't stop. <laughs> Let it rock. What's the DJ play that song tonight? What? I don't know the lyrics to that song. Yeah, I don't know. Let's just yeah. let's get it. Oh, I have an interruption. <laughs> Maybe this will replace the next article, but it's random. There's a community right, They built a spec. So this is they built spec townhomes. Mm -hmm. They did not mm -hmm. pre-sale. And yeah, it's a, that's, it's a again, smaller this builder. is what I'm saying. It's very common now. Everyone's like, we don't need to pre-sale. A location. Yeah. Build specs. Like, like, I'm like, why would they not pre-sale? Like, in my brain, I'm like, they would have, the whole thing would have been sold already. Because they want to maximize their cost and profit margin. They want to know to the penny what, so they can maximize. And, and the assumption is, certainty. <laughs> they are creating certainty. They're, they're truly building certainty <laughs> yeah. in, right. in profit margin. And their theory, which is currently correct, is that every month they don't sell it, it will become worth more. Right now, values are going up again. Interesting. Interesting. But I that's that. my I mean, point. I saw their is... marketing; it's terrible. So I'm like, all right, there's, there's maybe that seems much more intelligent. But the marketing, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, just no, like... it. I mean, it, it all makes sense. There's reasons why, but I'm I'm just telling you that that some projects like that are financed with debt that it's on a razor's edge. Like they have to get those units sold within like 45 yeah. days of them being done, or the whole thing will go under. The bank will repossess it, turn it around sell off the parts and most likely that won't happen but at some point it will for that some sounds very scary i'm not trying to be scary i mean <laughs> look folks we're we're probably gonna be, be <laughs> we're gonna be sailing more or less i think i like just more fine. like create some certainty yeah. create certainty for the the builder but it also yeah. creates certainty for the buyer because pre-sell you know sometimes with pre-sale right that's like well it's hard to envision what that'll be what will be going on? Right. To, uh, uh, you know, we went from Kesha, we'll go to Billy Joel. Honesty is such a lonely <laughs> word. So that's all Kevin's doing. He's being the most honest. There we go. Let's, who's next? Sometimes it's things you don't want to know, by the way. You're like, you're like, sometimes owners, you're like, you didn't need to tell us all that. Like, just let us live in our, <laughs> let us live our life. Uh, all right. Uh, last article for the week from The Guardian, the everything app. Why Elon Musk wants X to be a WeChat for the West. So WeChat is not WhatsApp, first of all. I've had several conversations with people like, no. oh, I, I use WeChat all the time. And I'm like, what do you do on WeChat? Thinking they're going to talk about these other things that the super app can do. And they're like, oh, I text people from other countries. I'm like, that's WhatsApp. That's, that's a different <laughs> Facebook. It's a different app. Um, also green uh, in color, but this idea of a super app and Zillow wants to be a super app for real estate. What does that mean? They, that means they want multiple use cases for the Zillow app right now. What do you do? You use Zillow on the Zillow app. Uh, you make a connection. And then a lot of that stuff after that connection goes offline or on other websites that they own, like dot loop, they want to bring everything within one app. So imagine if like, and I don't think this is what they've said and probably is a terrible idea, but imagine you're in the process of buying or selling a home. And at some point you're using the Zillow app so much that it just says like, Hey, for $50 during the entire course of you buying or selling, 
you could do everything here. It would keep track of everything for you. All the paperwork here, all the pictures, all the comments, all the discussions, everything is contained in this one app and this archived experience for 50 bucks. Like I would do that. Sounds sign cool. me up. Yeah. Just I mean, it's only 50 bucks. Um, but Elon, Elon's trying. So Twitter is dead. We're, we're, we're moving on to, to X. Um, but he wants X to be like WeChat, meaning get ready for, I mean, people were immediately asking like, okay, if Twitter is not Twitter, is it still called a tweet? Do you still retweet? Do you re X? What do you, <laughs> what, what is, what's all the lingo? And he's basically saying, look, Twitter was acquired by X Corp, both to ensure freedom of speech. That's a question mark. I, I feel like I have to say that, even though I think generally he, he's trying to do that as an accelerator for X, the everything app. This is not simply a company renaming itself, but doing the same thing. Twitter made sense when it was just 140 characters going back and forth, but he wants you to be able to buy, sell, um, play games, do whatever you want to do. It's basically, uh, well, WeChat, for those of you who are familiar with WeChat in other countries, like it is, it is the internet. It's like 80, 85% of all web traffic in some Southeast Asian countries goes through WeChat. Wouldn't that be? It's Facebook know, combined with Spotify. Kind of like government with... policy really influences that. I don't know. Their use. Guys. I mean, this I is like about... now we're outside of scope of like I what I know, like, like China, right? Like, yeah, but we, WeChat is also used, I believe, in like Brazil. And I mean, so it's it's not a communist plot. Is that like like uh, we want to oh, see I'm everything going, going there. through? Though we got oh, UFOs to talk about next week. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. Oh, can I come back? On Maybe it is a communist <laughs> plot. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just they, thinking but, like, are, is it popular and what seems to be more restricted or I've never been to other countries mm. culturally wise, but like people are like, oh, this country is amazing. Like their culture is so much different than our culture. Like we are. Like, well, I think the, like the, the, the clearest parallel like, to try to keep to try to keep Jen from falling like asleep on us. No, Jen, I am. I'm thinking about this. I don't know. Jen, do you use questions. Snapchat at all with your kids to like keep up? With um, them? I have, but I'm not on there regularly. No, I'm not on there. I have so, it. I used to be. If, if like, you yeah. use Snapchat, I think is has one of the worst UI interf- like user oh, interfaces sure. of any app. Intentionally so intentionally so to make it hard for old people to catch on really so if you know you know think about how again meta rolled out threads you want to get on threads you got to know how to type in you click this weird ticket thing and the thing spins around you get access right it was a this is intentionally like strange or difficult to get to you can use snapchat for years like i did and not know that there's some core functionality that every all the kids are using yeah. Once you true. know it's there, you're like, oh, of course. You just click this over here, and now you can see where all your friends are, and you can do this thing and that thing. I think WeChat, it just, it, it's like this never-ending spiral mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like, gotcha. all my friends are here. I'm all connected. If I want to play a game or order food or watch a movie or like, it's just all in, all in one one spot, and it's connected to my bank account and my credit card and. And I guess the the old lady in me does have like I would be hesitant to have everything connected. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, well, well that, that's I don't know if I would want. That's why I think Elon. Like, so, what does Elon have going for him? He has Tesla. If X becomes the way to gain access to or control your Tesla, and he's like, forget the Tesla app. 
it's now part of X. You want to get access to your car? You go into X. Oh, and, and by the way, you can also communicate with people and follow Ashton Kutcher and, you know, do this and do that all in the same place. Yeah. But the history of uh, the U.S. has generally been that uh, things don't, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, converge. Things generally don't converge the way we expect them to, where like, um, like you could back in the 80s or the early 90s, you could get a really nice um, boom box. Oh, yeah. Andrew, do you know what a boom box is? Yeah, I was, so I was born in 89. Have you seen that movie? Say anything. Oh, I don't know if I'd seen that movie, but I definitely had a. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Say anything. That was probably, um, Jen might have graduated high school when it came out. <laughs> I was born so, in 89. You know, <laughs> you've, got, you've got the boom box, which has a oh, tape okay. player. It has that. the yeah, radio. Yeah. It has, yeah. you know. Like standing with it. A lot of things all in one. Yeah. But rack systems were the deal like if you were really into audio you had a rack system because each component yeah. was exponentially better or higher quality or whatever and so the idea is you're going to converge and we do have convergence in the phone for a lot of things in mm -hmm. our life but almost everything else it we tend to go towards specialized tasks for an object right. even though it could like yeah. go in your kitchen alton brown uh i got i got this thing up from when I saw him in person, uh, autographed behind me. Love it. But one of his rules is like, nothing in my kitchen can only do one thing. Everything in my kitchen has to have three purposes. Three purposes or I don't, like yeah. you could you could have a bazillion gadgets that all do one thing. True. Because then you have less and it's more efficient is what you're saying. Yeah. But that's yeah. not generally where like our stuff obsessed culture goes. We're like, we oh, want like we'll premium. Get the, we'll get the doodad that does the one thing like super amazing. And right. we'll use it twice and then throw it away. I feel like this only will work if there's either acquisition of um, it's like right. Venmo or Cash App mm -hmm. or they partner together somehow um, where then it's like enough well, people that fit the right Spotify. demographic. Didn't you say Spotify it. too? I, and, yeah. And I don't know if anyone cares that oh, we're still apps. talking about this really, but like where did Elon come from? PayPal. We lost yeah. everybody. Everybody who owns PayPal. <laughs> Elon, Elon came from PayPal. So it's, it's not, mm -hmm. it would not be weird to be like, Hey, PayPal's, struggling excuse me paypal is struggling as a no corporation let's just acquire them let's roll them into x hey let's grab spotify now i've got music by the way do you know spotify has as much video content on it now as no any? no like if you if It'll you want to try to control stuff. your you want to try to control your your eight-year-old screen time when you're thinking well but he likes listening to his kids music on spotify nope now there's like entire playlists that are just youtube videos on spotify what? for you to watch yeah Sneaky. Mm -hmm. Sounds like someone got their uh, iPad taken away after that. Um, yeah, they did. <laughs> they sure <laughs> sounds did. Like our, sounds like our house. Oh, uh, goodness. All right. Um, let's go to favorites and get the heck out of here. Um, do yeah. we have favorites? I can, I can go first if you are if you need a second. You can, you My can favorite thing right now is are my new Hoka walking shoes. Ooh. Interesting. Do you guys, Hoka, have you guys heard you of those? Yeah, H-O-K-A. They're um, super kind of like clumsy looking. I'll need to ask Olivia on her team if they're okay to wear or not. She's hard. Um, I think Olivia would approve. Coolness detector. I think Olivia would approve. We did um, ask everyone um, on the marketing team today who owns Crocs. There were only two people who rose their hand that said they own Crocs for themselves. They're back in I think they're, they're also the two style. youngest people on they're the team. They're back in style. Does they're Sam have Crocs? 
Absolutely. And does he wear socks with them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is this Dr. Seuss socks with Crocs in a uh, box? He probably wears Nike socks. With locks. <laughs> Nike. Oh, there we go. I like that. I like the right. Uh, All right, cool. So you got shoes. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what, what about you? Anything? Ooh, favorites. Um, I've had a, because of my new schedule, so now I wake up, I drink coffee in the morning, which normally coffee would be hit or miss, but it's like most of the week I had coffee. Um, I still love my Nespresso machine, Oh, yes. but here's the thing. I'm like, what is this on the counter? I thought I was making a mess on the counter. I think it's broken. Like something's leaking out of the bottom. It's just like, oh, I'm like, this seems the, like the a little spin short thing. Like Kevin has, well, the spin thing's it's a, a little different, uh, different budget category, but I think <laughs> it might be a longer, I'm a, over here in the cure. Not when you have to buy those pod things for your That's Nespresso. What I'm thinking. Those aren't like cheap. I made this, this was like a dollar 20. I think this the spin thing is. might actually. In six months, like pay for it. The spin does use more coffee uh, in the process, I think, because it. So it seems to consume whole bean coffee at a faster rate than you would That's expect right. per cup. Mm. So I'll have to do I my, I'll throw it in Excel, and but it's good. Do a little analysis, <laughs> see what happens. Uh, I'm gonna go with closing clothing too, Jen, which is a Ooh. shocker for Kevin. Yeah, uh, but uh, cool K U H L. I think is how you pronounce oh. the name of the company. Uh, and yeah. then there's another one called um, Howitzer, I think. It's like a monkey. But they're shirts that I got going to Nepal because it's 120 degrees in the sun, 105 oh in gosh. the shade. Not bad. And so it's these <laughs> shirts that are made out of um, ba essentially bathing suit material. And oh. uh, I'm wearing one now. And it it feels great. And, and like you can sweat like a pig. And then five oh, minutes like later. For a fever, yeah. COVID fever. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. No, I love it. Uh, I'll take it. They don't. They don't wrinkle. They're just like a perfect shirt for summer, which is almost over, sadly. Mm. Very cool. I like. All right. All the favorites. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next time, everyone. Thanks, guys. See y'all. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peek, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof. <laughs>